So if you're just joining us for the first time in 2017, welcome or welcome back, whichever it happens to be for you. Let me catch you up. This is not the first time we've gathered as a church in 2017. We made the bold decision that on January the 1st at 11 a.m., we give everyone a little hour to uh, recover from whatever it was they did the night before, that we would gather and that we would actually commit the first morning of the first day of the year to God and to His plans and purposes for us. And uh, I taught a message from a story in history where God had called the nation of Israel out of Egypt. He'd actually delivered them from something, from slavery, from a place where they had no control, where they were broken, where they were oppressed. But He didn't just wanna deliver them from something, He ultimately wanted to deliver them to something, which was a land that He'd promised them. The problem is though, that they got stuck in, in between. They got stuck between the Red Sea and the Jordan River. They got stuck in, in the wilderness and they actually got stuck there for 40 years. And, and while, they were, while they'd escaped from something, which is progress, while they'd uh, were, were surviving in the wilderness, it wasn't ultimately everything that God had called them to. And I taught a message that I called, hello from the other side, that, that even though we've escaped from something that God ultimately wants to continue to deliver us into something, into His promises, into His plans, into His future. And, and that's not just us as a church corporately, that's you as an individual follower of Jesus. That this year, God was declaring to you, and if you, didn't, uh, if you weren't here, cool, you can listen to our podcast, but God had a word for you that, that, that He wants to meet you. He wants to lead you to the other side this year. For some of you, you're gonna move from sorrow to joy this year. Some of you are gonna move from poverty to prosperity this year. Some of you are gonna move from brokenness to healing this year. Some of you are gonna move from loneliness to relationships this year. Some of you are gonna move from fear to faith this year. We're not gonna be a church that's gonna wait for a move of God. We're gonna be a church that's gonna be a move of God, that we are gonna move to the other side, not just stand in the middle, hoping God's gonna do it all for us. That there's decisions that we have to make. Yeah, God's presence will lead us. God, God, God's, God's uh, will go before us, but we have to be a move of God. We have to make choices. We have to make decisions to go to the other side, not just to be content with survival, but to actually position ourselves for thriving. Yeah. Decisions are critical. Do you know that with a few exceptions, because some things happened to you in the past that you had very little control over, but most of who you are today mm. is the result of decisions you've made in your life up to this point. And, and, and it's not just our decisions that affect us in our past. That same principle, we can't change what's happened in the past, but that same principle plays to our future, that your future and my future, apart from some things that we will not have control over, will largely, the results we'll get, the, the people will become, the things we'll experience, the things we'll be able to do will largely, largely be dependent on the choices we make. And so we're launching today a new series for four weeks called I Choose. And we've broken down four critical choices that you and I need to make if we're gonna move to the other side this year, if we're gonna not have a carbon copy cut and paste of, of 2016, but actually allow God to see us break out into new lands in 2017. And, and, 
And the, the choice that I wanna challenge us to make today is not an easy one. And it's not an easy one because at the end of the day, you know this and I know this, that no matter what we choose, we can't please everyone. Have you noticed that? And, and, and that'd be okay if we didn't mind occasionally being disliked. But, but we like to be liked. And so sometimes we don't make the decisions we're meant to make because we fear that it will lose the approval of some people, but we can't please everyone. We don't like rejection. And so sometimes the fuel for our choices is about avoiding rejection. And that's not always the best way to live. And so I wanna inject an antidote into your system as we launch this series, I Choose. And the antidote to this dilemma is to become so consumed with pleasing God that the approval of others becomes less important to you, that, that we set ourselves a different goal when it comes to our decision-making. Now, not all decisions are as critical as others, okay? Quite regularly in my household, Louisa will emerge with a ta-da moment. Ta-da, babe, she says, uh, does this top go with these jeans? Now, now, whoa, 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 listen, learn, listen, listen to the words very carefully. She doesn't ask me, because girls don't, this, if you do this, you're, you're, you're a bully. She doesn't do this. She doesn't say, does this look good on me? Okay, all right, don't do that to your, to your spouse. That's just, that's abusive. Uh, she, she simply says, does this top go with these, these bottoms? And I will very um, honestly, but in a very considered way, I will say yes or no. Now, if I say yes, she says, oh, great. And if I say no, she says, you don't have a clue what you're talking about. And I said, well, what, what, why did you ask me? It doesn't matter if Louis listens to my uh, very, uh, you know, well-developed uh, fashion style guides or not. That's, that sort of decision-making is of very little consequence. But of course, there are decisions as we scale up that it's incredibly important what we choose. That, that, um, that it's incredibly important that this becomes a goal for us, that we make big decisions, critical decisions with our goal, pleasing God well and truly ahead of a goal of seeking the approval of others. In today's decision, we're gonna, I'm gonna invite you to make four decisions over these next four weeks. And at the end of my message today, which will be at 10.59, it's one of my news resolutions. It's not true, because I got up here 15 minutes late. Um, if I go over time. Anyway, uh, to choose purpose over popularity. And I'm gonna invite you at the end of this message to stand and to, and to make that decision today before God that, that in 2017, January 8, at 11.13, some of you are terrified that I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Uh, I will choose purpose over popularity. Now, before I move on, listen very closely. Before I move on, I am not 
not, in my notes, capital N, capital O, capital T, I'm not saying don't care about what other people think. I don't give a stuff what other people think. Don't be that guy. What I am saying is when you are faced with a decision to, that will require you to either please God or get the approval of others, choose pleasing God, okay? God doesn't matter if your top matches your bottoms. I do, Louis does, God doesn't. But the critical stuff, choose pleasing God ahead of pleasing people. 22 years ago, uh, I said to my parents, hey, mom and dad, I'm resigning my job. You know, the job that I got after you put me through private high school and university uh, and bankrolled that. And, and I'm now in the industry and, and on a nice career path here. I'm gonna quit that job uh, next month and go to Bible college. And my mom and dad um, said, what? Why? What are you gonna do when you finish? That's madness. That's crazy, there's no security in that. And I had to choose in this case because I felt God calling me to go to Bible college to choose pleasing Him, even over pleasing my parents. 10 years ago, Louis and I were part of the leadership of Riverview Church down the road and uh, we'd felt God call us to step out of the nest there and step into leading our own church. And uh, I was having the conversation with Louis family, um, post-World War II Italian uh, mindset where, where they'd barely survived uh, the 40s, 50s and 60s, literally. Um, and I said to them, hey, we're, and they knew their roles at Riverview and they knew that it was a big church and so on. And we said, you know, we're going to be stepping out of there and, and, and moving into taking on the leadership of another church. And their, on, their only question was, and it, and it actually on the surface seems like an obvious question, was, uh, oh, will, will you be earning more money than you're currently earning? It's an, it's, it's, it's an, it's an okay question, right? Like, why would you leave one job that just, the only time you leave a job is to earn more money at another job? Or so some people think. And, and we said, well, actually, we probably won't be uh, earning more money than there. And in fact, 10 years later, I still don't earn what I earned back then. Um, but it wasn't about that. And, and these actually weren't evil people, my parents and, and the in-laws. They weren't people that were trying to pull us down, but they're just people that didn't understand God's purpose and God's calling at that time. And, and we had to still choose pleasing God over being popular, even with the fam bam. So we did that. I'm talking though about choosing purpose over popularity. And I'm aware that the concept of purpose can be overwhelming. That some of you have cried out to God with the question, what's my purpose? That, that you've waited on Him and, and maybe, maybe sitting here today, you still don't feel like He's given you an answer. And so if that's you, I wanna, I wanna show you something very simple. You'll you wonder almost why I'm bothering saying it, but simple yet effective, a pathway to discovering and living out your purpose. See, when we think of purpose, we think of uppercase P, 
purpose. And yes, I believe God has an uppercase P purpose for each and every one of us. But if you don't know what that is yet, your pathway to discovering that and ultimately living that out, I recommend you start with looking for the stuff that's lowercase p purpose, the stuff that God's called us all to do. And, and, and let that be your on-ramp to ultimately growing into and discovering the big P purpose. Take for example, encouragement. There's a gift, a spiritual gift of encouragement that some people have. And if you have that gift and you use that gift, within using that gift, you'll discover your purpose. You'll see God using you, using that gift that He's entrusted to you of encouragement in, in ways that, the, that mere mortals won't be able to live. Having said that, whilst we don't all have the gift of encouragement, we're all called to encourage. Lowercase p. Uh, our elevate groups and our elevate groups are, uh, are the, uh, whilst we gather in rows here on a Sunday morning, we gather in circles in people's homes and coffee shops and, and so on uh, during the week. Um, and uh, that runs from term two through to term four. The end of term four, just the end of last year, uh, one of our elevate groups led by Neil and Tanya Watson, um, they had their final meetup. And, and they took the time to, to go around the, the room, go around the group and, and kind of download how they've grown this year. Tell us individually, you tell us and then you tell us. Tell us how you've grown. Tell us what God's done in you. Tell us what God's done through you. Tell us your, your story of, of growth this year. And somebody took notes. I don't know who it was. Tanya probably. Was it you, was it you Neil? Yeah, see, Neil, he's honest if he's nothing else. Uh, Tanya took notes and... Um, and they sent those notes through to me as, as a summary. And I gotta tell you, when you're a leader and you pour your heart and soul into people, the number one return on your investment is seeing people grow. And I got to read through this list and, uh, and, and, and I started crying. I was so incredibly moved. Uh, they also um, included some bonus uh, fashion commentary on uh, what I choose to wear and not wear. Thankfully, it was all positive. Um, like, like, I care for their opinion anyway. Um, <laughs> denim on denim, baby. I'm bringing sexy back. And uh, <laughs> um, and one of the one of the people in that group um, had 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 downloaded to the group that they they had made a decision in 2016 to use their words to build people up that they're in a work situation. I understand a bit of their work situation, a work situation where it's very common place in that industry, in that work situation to bring people down and to join the conversation of bringing people down. And they'd made the decision to actually not join in the conversations of bringing people down and instead to look for opportunities to build people up, to be an encouragement. Little P, purpose, but purpose just the same. There's little P purpose in generosity. Some of you are called to build businesses, to have ideas that will generate hundreds of thousands of dollars for the kingdom. But not everyone's gonna have that opportunity. But all of us are called to be generous. And we teach our best interpretation of the, Bible, of the biblical position on financial generosity that we teach. It's the best understanding we have. Maybe when God's, you know, I meet Him and He says, you got a little bit wrong there, but as best we can determine that, that, that the biblical pattern for giving is, to, is that our, we give our first 10%, but our first 10% is a goal and a minimum. And, and, and so 
for you in discovering the pathway to generosity, it might be that this year you're just, uh, God's calling you to take it up a percentage. That if you're at 0%, that the next step for you may not be giving your first 10%, your faith might not be there yet. But, but try 1% and see what God does with that. If you're at 4%, try 5%. See what God does with that. If you're at 10 and, and you got to 10 and you've been hanging around 10, fantastic. But let there be a minimum. Maybe this year, try 11%. Little P purpose has the opportunity to, to, for you to find big P purpose. And this is a Jesus principle. Jesus said it super clearly that if we're faithful with a little, He, He in return will make us ruler or trustworthy over a lot. And when we start living with purpose, one of the major benefits is that purpose diminishes distractions. Beginning of 2017, this year, fill in the blank. 2017, I'm gonna fill in the blank. And so you start, whatever it is, you start, you start, you get focused on that goal, you start charting your course towards that goal. Here's the thing, getting focused is one thing, staying focused is a whole nother thing. And both are critical for you and I to achieving our purpose. Having purpose diminishes distractions. Now, if you have your Elevate app, you can tap that, tap the Bible. It's gonna take you to a book called Nehemiah. And it's a book about a guy called Nehemiah. And uh, let me tell you the backstory. It's one of my favourite stories, one of my favourite accounts of history in the Bible. There's a, a, a huge load of leadership principles in that story. If you haven't read it, read it. It's about, mm, mm, how many chapters, Neil? 10 and change. It's not that long, you'll be fine. You've got a whole year, don't wait that long. Book of Nehemiah, here's the backstory. Nehemiah was originally from Jerusalem. He was working, not yet guys, he was working, back it up, he was working in a palace to the king of Persia. And he was the cupbearer. The cupbearer was kind of like the sommelier to the king, okay? The guy that would bring the wine. But it's a bit more than a sommelier to the king. It wouldn't be just like, uh, would the king like the Pinot Grigio this uh, evening? I highly recommend it with the fish. Uh, it was more than that. It was actually often the, the, the king's lives uh, were, were under threat and the cupbearer, before he handed the wine to the king, would have to sip it and swallow it first. And if the cupbearer died, obviously the king wouldn't touch the wine being poisoned. So it was kind of, it was a very risky job. But, but, but so far, it also had a lot of perks. And so far, uh, Nehemiah hadn't died. He was a cupbearer to the king. And friends had visited him and they had told him that the wall around the city of Jerusalem, his hometown, was in ruins. And it had been in ruins for over a century. And, and, and nobody had got around to fixing it up for over a century. And this bothered Nehemiah. He, he felt incredible shame. He felt disgrace. He, 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 his heart broke that the wall around his city had been in ruins. And, 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 and so he decided that he would leave his plush job and return to Jerusalem and lead the charge of rebuilding the walls around Jerusalem that had been in ruins 
for over 100 years. And by the way, a little bit of bonus content. I don't want to miss, you to miss this with this story. The story of Nehemiah and the ruins of the walls and God sending Nehemiah to rebuild the walls. And by the way, he got them rebuilt in 52 days after they'd been in ruin for, for about 140 years, 52 days. That's the story of your life. That even right now, as you sit here on January 8th, 2017, there may be aspects of your life that's in ruins. And I pray that this year that you open yourself up and you make decisions and you seek God, that this year is gonna be the year where those ruins in your life are rebuilt, where those ashes become beautiful in your life, where something is, is reborn and rebuilt and restored. It's what God does. He's in the restoration business. You think it's just nine life that's in the restoration business? No, God was here long before Nine Life turned up on Freeview uh, television here in Perth. <laughs> and so Nehemiah was so upset about this wall being down that he took it upon himself to lead the charge. Here's a clue to your purpose. Your purpose is often tied to what rips your undies. Your purpose is what's is often tied to what bothers you the most, right? Because you, the, 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 God's put something in you that's caused you to see something that others haven't been able to see or caused you to be able to lead and fix something that others for some time haven't been able to fix. And rather than running from the problem, rather than deflecting it as someone else's solution, Nehemiah ran to it. Because here's the problem. He didn't have a whinging spirit about him. He wanted to be part of the solution. You say, well, somebody should do something about that. Yes, somebody should. Guess who? You. Because God's caused you to notice it. Well, I can't believe nobody else has noticed it. That's right, because you did. It's a clue to that's God's got it for you to be part of the solution. Oh, well, I reckon that we should have more kids at Friday Night Live for Elevate Youth, more high schoolers. Yeah, really? Good. Little P, start praying for them. Uppercase P, join the team. Oh, someone should do something about it. Oh, yeah, 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 you. Oh, I think that, that we should strengthen community. Yeah, okay, here's a clue. Don't piss off at 11 a.m. when we finish our live experience. Say, oh, there should be more community. <laughs> Where? In your back seat of your car as you scream out the driveway? No, stick around. Go up to somebody you don't know. Invite them for lunch. Well, I think someone should invite people for lunch. Yes, you. Oh, well, nobody invited me. What? You noticed it. You fix it. Purpose. Purpose diminishes distractions. All right, Nehemiah. Late in the building process, nearly done. When Sanballat, Tobiah, Geshem, the Arab, okay, and the, and the rest of our enemies heard that I'd rebuilt the wall and that there was no more breaks in it, even though I'd yet to install the gates. Pete Goodall, Q, Pete Goodall. Uh, Sambalat and Geshem sent this message. Come to meet with, this is to, 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 to Nehemiah, come and meet with us at in the Valley of Ono. Oh, there's a clue. <laughs> My enemies wanna meet with me at Ono. Oh, no. I knew, oh no, I knew, I knew they were scheming to hurt me. So I sent 
he's, he's still on the wall. He hasn't finished the assignment God's called him to. So I sent messages back with this. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Why should the work come to a standstill just so I can come down to see you? I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. This has been one of my personal life principles for years now. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Purpose diminishes distractions. We live in a world where their choices are seemingly infinite. And not all of them are evil. But purpose diminishes distractions. I'm doing a good work. I can't come down. Here's a few examples how I live it out. And, they, and they're so lettuce and tomato that you'd be like, yeah, that's the thing. I don't go out socially on a Saturday night. And it's not because people don't invite me, although these days people don't invite me because it's well known that I don't go out on a Saturday night. And the reason I don't go out on a Saturday night is because I am charged with the responsibility by God to bring my A game here on a Sunday morning. And so for me, my purpose is to lead a church, not just to hang out at Embargo Container Bar, as wonderful as that is, on a Saturday night. And so I go to bed early. Yes, indeed, I'm me and Fat Cat. We're rolling up together. It's when the clock's still showing single digits. And I'm up early on a Saturday morning so I can go over my notes, so I can pray, so I can make sure I've got the energy and, and, and listen to what God wants to say to us as a church. Purpose, it's, it's not even a decision for me to not go out on a Saturday night. I made that decision years ago. Purpose diminishes distractions. That's my decision. I'm saying you shouldn't, I'm just saying. But what's your, what's your purpose? What is, what is it that you have to say no to? What is it that you have to say, I'm doing a good work, I can't come down? What is it? I lost, a number of years ago, I lost a, a job and I was unemployed for 12 months and we were living off uh, Louis' wage, which at the time was a, a modest wage. And by the way, we're not richy rich, rich now, but uh, we were one wage and, and, uh, and we'd made a decision years before that, that we were gonna give God our first 10% as a, as a, minim, a goal and a minimum. And even though we were living off one wage, we chose rather than decreasing our standard of giving, we decreased our standard of living and we didn't dip below giving God our first 10%. We said to the devil who tried to smack us down, I'm doing a good work, I can't come down. The Maya sales are on, I'm doing a good work, I can't come down. We chose to live with the outlaws, my outlaws, Louis' family for a year out of a suitcase, we had one suitcase each for over a year. We could have rented, we had possessions, they were in storage. Uh, and we, we chose to, to absolutely strip our outgoings down to the absolute bare minimum so that we would never have to dip our giving below 10% because as far as our finances go, God's first. And we said anything and anyone else, I'm doing a good work, I can't come down. I'd been unemployed for a year and we'd lost a lot of money I was interviewing with the board here. Uh, it was about a seven month interview process and it was pretty thorough. Neil, you'll remember, Neil went grey during that process. Um, it was super thorough. What, what they didn't know is, is during that entire process, I was interviewing with, with a, a company um, that were looking to hire me as their managing director. And it, it, it involved a lot more zeros on the end of the salary that this church was offering me. And I'd been unemployed for a year and so it was very attractive for me to take this uh, big salary, relatively. And, 
And, and, and, and, and interestingly, both uh, final offers were put on the table at the exact, on the exact same week. And I was sitting with two offers on the table. This church or this uh, other job. And uh, <laughs> this other job wasn't man managing director of adultshop.com. It was just a regular business. It wasn't evil. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, the, the decisions often between good and evil are the easy ones to make. This was the difference between, between good and, and God's best. Do you understand? And they're often the more difficult decisions to make because, because I, could have, I could have put out a very long list of reasons why this other job was very appealing and just about everyone would have said, yeah, it's good, I get it. And I, and, 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 and I said, I've got to choose God's purpose over this other option. These are just things that I've built into my life under this principle. I'm doing a good work. I can't come down. And by the way, it's not on the screens. If you read verse four, Nehemiah said, four times they sent this message and four times I gave them my answer. The distractions will keep coming. Oh, I thought, I thought we covered that. Yeah, the first time. <laughs> now stick with the purpose. I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Some of you this year, the great work that God's called you to do is to get out of debt. Oh, and we put up a, a great article this morning on our Facebook page about the debt snowball. And you can visit that, I Am Elevate Church on Facebook. And, and if that's your goal is to get out of debt this year, guess what's gonna happen during the year? Some of your friends are gonna invite you to join them in pursuits that are gonna require you spending disposable income, uh, wants and not needs. And, and, and you're gonna have to tell them, I'm doing a great work, I, I can't come down. And they're not all gonna understand that. You're gonna brown bag your lunch when they all go down to the cafe every day. And they're gonna think, you're a bloody cheapskate. And, and, and you're gonna say, well, I'm brown bagging it because, because I'm trying to get out of debt. And they're just gonna think, sucker, you're missing out. But you, you're saying to them, I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. Some of you are telling your friends right now that you're committed to staying a virgin until you're married. And they're like, where's the fun in that? And you're saying, I'm doing a great work. I can't come down. I get what's popular, but I'm saving myself for what God's called me to. Some of you, uh, I mentioned Elevate Youth before, and, and I know our youth team have this situation that they're here like I'm on a Sunday, they're here on a Friday night, and, and they have options other than these aren't unpopular people. <laughs> they have options and they choose to be here investing into high schoolers, saying to their other options, I'm doing a great work, I can't come down. And so I, wanna, I want you to, to highlight, underline, write that down, whatever it is, bake it into your memory that, that, that you will choose purpose over popularity this year. And that as a consequence of that, that you'll say to other things that take you away, that distract you from your purpose, I'm doing a great work, I can't come down. I mentioned I, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to make that decision publicly this morning before I do. I wanna ask a question to, to those of you who have yet to, to start your journey of following Jesus. I wanna give you the opportunity to take that step right now. Before we talk about the popularity decision, purpose over popularity, let me just talk to you about following Jesus at the beginning of 2017. If you've never made that decision to, to follow Jesus, then just before we pray this other prayer, I wanna give the opportunity for me to just pray with you, or pray for you. 
making that decision that you'll follow Jesus from this day forward in 2017. And if that's you and you've never made that decision, just slip your hand up real quickly. And when I see your hand, you can put it down. You're saying, God, that's me this morning. I'm choosing to follow you at the beginning of 2017. I wanna miss anybody before we move on. This is the most important thing we do. Okay. Those of you that are ready to make the first of what will be four decisions in January 2017, I choose purpose over popularity. How about you stand? Standing, you're making that decision. Standing, you're making that declaration. And really, you're not just making that declaration to yourself. You're certainly not making that declaration to me. You're making that direct declaration to God. And you're saying, God, that, that, that whatever it is, that you call me to this year, whatever it is that you lead me to this year, however inconvenient or uncomfortable, whatever it is that crossing over to the other side to follow your purpose for my life might look like, that even if the people around me don't understand that, don't agree, and I'm not talking about the enemies, I'm talking about people that just don't understand your purpose, that you're gonna choose God's purpose over the approval of others. Hey, I'm super encouraged by how many of you are standing this morning. Good job, well done. Let me pray for you. God, as we uh, are still at the front end of this brand new year that you're calling us to, to, to the other side, to cross over, cross over from old ways of thinking, small ways of thinking, small ways of acting, small talk, God, that we're, we're standing today who are as people of purpose, people who, who have a kingdom focus, people that were prioritising you at the beginning of the year, but also not just in this big matter sense, but every single day committing this year to, to prioritise your purposes and your plans. God, I thank You for those people standing and I pray over them. I pray into their lives and into their future this year that they will continue, as You said to Joshua, to be strong and courageous that there's gonna be pivotal moments, there's gonna be intersections, there's gonna be roadblocks, there's gonna be some opposition, there's gonna be some unknowns, there's gonna be some interference, there's gonna be some static, there's gonna be some opportunities to unplug, to disconnect, to take a backward step, to stick with the familiar, to do another lap around the wilderness. That we are people of purpose that, that, that are gonna continue to trust You, trust You for Your direction, trust You for, as we choose to be strong, trust You for Your strength to enter our lives. As we choose to be courageous, trust that You'll inject us with Your courage, God, a supernatural strength and a supernatural courage that goes beyond just our own strength and our own courage and our own understanding, God. Lead us to the other side, God, more of You in 2017. We declare that this morning, the first of four very important and powerful decisions individually and together as Elevate Church. In Jesus' Name, Amen.